Welcome to Artist Talk on Photography Number One. My name is Marit van der Meer and I work at Levy van der Meer, an Amsterdam-based graphic and exhibition design firm, together with my partner Victor Levy. For over 30 years we have designed books for Schild Publishing, a publishing house specialized in high-quality photography and art books. But to be fair, photo books is really Victor's expertise. So many photographers come to our studio to work with Victor on their book. Most of them have a clear idea of what the project is about and what the book should be like. But turning a stack of photos into a beautiful book is really something else. And with this podcast series, I want to talk about this process, discover the stories behind the photos and get some insight in the making of a book. My first talk on photography is with Kirk Crippens, a San Francisco-based photographer who earlier published two books at Schild Publishing, both designed by us. But today's talk is about his latest book, So Long. And later in the conversation, Victor will join us to talk about the design. I asked Kirk if he can tell us how this project started. So in March of 2020, March 17th, uh, the Bay Area, San Francisco, uh, went into lockdown. Uh, we got a stay-at-home orders asking people not to you know, travel unless it was necessary. And so I thought to myself, every artist is going to be affected by this pandemic. If they're a musician, they're likely write a song about it. If they're a writer, they might write a novel about it. Uh, well, I immediately started seeing bodies of work, very good bodies of work, uh, but things that seemed kind of obvious to me. <laughs> but did you immediately realize that would be the case? Absolutely. Okay. I, did, I, ne- I, I immediately realized that would be. And, and so, indeed, that's why I was somewhat hesitant to create something myself. But in the end, I have to. <laughs> I have to. It is who I am to respond to big things like this. I don't know how I could have said no to it. And so, so that was my goal. Find a way to work that could wrestle with this pandemic and the effects on our society or where I lived at least uh, through my tool, which is a camera. And so I had been saving some black and white instant peel apart pack film in my refrigerator that is made for a camera Polaroid Land 250. Uh, well, I should go back. A friend gave me this camera. They don't make the battery for that camera anymore. It's really specialized. And so they had rigged it with like the a battery that you can buy at the drugstore <laughs> so that it would work. Uh, and so on the outside of this camera is this thing with a battery pack and wires running to it. I say that to say it's old technology that had been modified. And it was also kind of um, like it didn't always work. There were issues with it. And the film they stopped making in around 2014 to start to not be able to buy it anymore. And I bought the two types of film that were available at the time, which were a black and white uh, that had a high ISO. So it was light sensitive. So you could shoot in more situations and a color film that was beautiful, but it had a low ISO. So you could really only use it in bright light. 
but I had no idea what I wanted to do with it. And I knew once I began that I would be using it all on one project. So I was careful. And indeed, it sat there until March of 2020 when I was trying to figure out how to work. And I did not know what to do that might be different, except that this was a beginning because it was like a everything was a struggle. You know, I would, the batteries wouldn't work. The film wouldn't work. The shutter wouldn't go off or something magic would happen and it would just come out and it'd be so much better than what I intended because the camera and the film were adding its own magic. And it's chaotic. And the pandemic was chaotic mm. and everything. And so it kind of fit with that. It felt right. So long. So the, the black and white peel apart pack film, to be clear, when you shoot the photo with this Polaroid land camera, it's so old that the, the photo doesn't come out on its own. It's got a little tab with arrows on it pointing the way that you need to pull. And you're pulling it through the rollers that are sending the chemistry across the, uh, the image. And it comes out on this sheet of paper with the photo face down and the photo is in the chemistry. And this particular film, you have to wait for a certain amount of time before you peel the photo off. And that chemistry retains a negative image of the photograph that you've just made. So it is like an analog photography process, which it is. It creates a positive little print and also, interestingly enough, a very strange negative of that photo. If you let them dry for at least three days, they'll actually dry out enough to where you can then uh, preserve them. And what I did was scan them and they actually became a big part of the work itself, these negatives and the play of the positive and the negative and the symbolism of a positive and a negative. And so I just began with this interesting film, trying to get the process down where it didn't um, ruin as many as possible uh, and then just start shooting things that seem to relate um, maybe just in my mind yeah you know it's certainly open for interpretation but you just went out walked around yeah. looked around yeah I mean everything was outdoors and by myself yeah and as time went on the the stay-at-home orders loosened up and so I was able to travel still not go indoors and still not uh, go with other people, but on my own, I could go out uh, and and try to make photographs that um, related to this season that we were in that was so different. And then as I shot anything that I wanted, I thought to myself, I would also like to work in color. And I don't know if it's separate from what I'm doing or together, but I definitely want to also work in a more typical way for me, which is what I would call formal. You take a large or medium format camera and you put it on a tripod and you do everything to the exacting degree where every edge of the frame is completely calculated. So yeah, it's very controlled. And about that time I saw Lars uh, Turn Bjork. He's a Swedish photographer and he photographed uh, some offices in LA and it inspired me to start to think about photographing offices myself, but in this case, offices that were closed uh, to protect their employees. Nobody's going there because there was a pandemic. It was a big request. Why was it so difficult? Like you want to do what? Like why would they want to make the time, send someone down there, unlock the building, allow me to do something that they're a little bit not 
not sure about anyways. But eventually enough doors were knocked on and, and I was able to get into uh, multiple offices. And indeed, as soon as I went in there and looked around, it was exactly like on March 17th, 18, 19, 20, whenever it was, that the office shut down and everybody got up and walked out. Uh, there was a fruit left on someone's desk that had like dried up. And you could tell that they were thinking, oh, I'll be back, you know, in a week or so. Like they weren't thinking this is going to go on for, and it was, and every calendar was still on March. And it's like June, July. And the letter from the company saying, you've got to get out of here and we're all going home and it's got highlights on it is still on the desks. It was kind of creepy. It was spooky. But it was also really hopeful because these employees still had jobs. These offices were still operating just from the home. And so it was like like a time capsule. There was a Valentine's Day red heart balloon that had come off the string obviously from February of that year. And it had floated up to the ceiling and lost a bunch of its air. It's a photograph that is telling about that moment. We can look at it and we can know, oh, that was the pandemic. And, you know, we all need to reflect and thereby heal. That as we move beyond it, that these photographs can um, just help that process. See So the offices were the color. And my first idea was black and white, shoot whatever I want. And then at around that time, the black and white work started taking another turn. There was a lot of uh, social and racial and political tension in my country and other places during 2020. George Floyd was killed uh, by police in May, and Breonna Taylor was killed, and a mass movement came up, and so I found it coming into the black and white work. And I'm a white man, so I'm definitely wanting to be as sensitive as possible and in no way wanting to say, I have a lot to say about this, except that it's happening in my world, and I was trying to reflect it. And somehow that black and white camera that had a mind of its own, it felt like I could bring that into this project without overstepping um, and so it was like that it was it was a process I was trying then to take the black and white heal apart instant film and do the mood look at the politics a little bit look at the um, racial tension a little bit touch on these things and also if I saw something that seemed pandemic related that was kind of perfect for that format for example, I came across a movie theater that was closed down uh, and on their marquee it said stay safe. And they had the movie poster signs that's like a light box. And in this case, the posters had been removed because there weren't any movies coming up and they were still glowing. They would come on at night and they really caught my eye. And so I saw a link and I started to think, what if these two ways of working were woven together? And I became very hopeful that it would work. And that was the photo that sort of connected them. So I started shooting other things that businesses were doing to adjust to COVID. Actually, I was looking through the book and I, I was really, yeah, sort of sad. You know, not only sad, but I felt it in my stomach because I now realized we were beyond this already. 
it grabbed me saying, oh my God, this was, a ho- this was so lonely. Yeah, I was very lonely and, and to work was a saving grace. You know, I'm, I'm not married and, and don't keep pets because my lifestyle often sends me traveling and doing things and working. So my home was empty yeah. and work where we're all keeping like distance and so on and so forth and not really communing. Um, it, yeah, it was extremely lonely. Yeah, it touched me when I saw that in the photos. What you captured, you, know, you were told to stay inside, you were told to work from your home and everything, mm. and everybody did it, and we never experienced anything like it. Mm. And right. that's in your photos. Oh, yeah. And that will never come again because we have experienced <sighs> it again. That's true. If we were to go through it again, we'd be like, oh, okay. I have an idea of what this... Like, I'd never worn a mask before. No, me neither. And now I've worn a mask during my work day, you know, eight or nine hours a day for, I mean, it's going to yeah. be two years by the time I'm not wearing them. I mean, it's a long time, a lot yeah. of mask wearing. We are now experienced. And, and next time this woman or man would take the apples and throw them in the bin, and you know, because they <laughs> yeah. would know, I don't know when I'll be back. That's right. And yeah, that's right. It will never be like that again. Yeah. No, oh. never. There's been a change feel Hands over my head Well, a part of the project is, of course, the book. The book was designed. Shall we ask Victor to... Yeah, I'd love that. Yeah. Victor? Can you join us? Yeah. Do you think that design really helped with the project? Do I think that design really helped with the project? Uh, Absolutely. You know, there were so many paths that we could have taken. And to me, it's very clear that the end result, the path that we did take, the thought behind the way it's edited, sequenced, put together, that it is the very best possible version of this body of work. Absolutely. There were so many different images. And what I did was trying to find an order and a rhythm in the things I saw it became quite easy to get the images together and make a story with it. And that's, I think, the most important thing you can do as a designer, to boil it down to a concise story. And when you first sent the beginning section and you had the negatives on the left and and the prints on the right, I didn't quite understand that you were designing it in such a way to where when the reader opens the page, they are doing that act of peeling off the negative from the positive from the print. I was slow on the uptake of that, but when I realized what you're doing, because you told it to me, I sent it out to Renee de Guzman and Shannon Perrick, who were writing forewords for the books and essays. <laughs> like, we had to catch up to your genius of your design. So, and negative is a beautiful object, and an object already long forgotten. 40 years ago, yeah. you used Polaroid to make a kind of, okay, my light is good, etc., etc. Et so, sort of pre-photo. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a test photo. Because this is such an important part of the book, these quarantined films, I thought we should open with that. And this little beginning part of the book ends with a description of an instant film. Which I thought was going to be tucked in the back of the book, and then it ended up being almost like my little artist statement, which is yeah. great. 
Um, I want to say one thing. So as we got into the main part of the book, the black and white photos, uh, the instant photos are a certain size. A beginning section where you're peeling off the negatives from the photos, Victor chose to present life size, real size, the size that they are. So there's one decision. But then in the body of the book, he's chosen to present the black and white photos of a similar scale and size to the color work. And so they're enlarged. That right there is a big decision. That is one of the paths that was chosen by Victor. And now that I'm seeing these prints, they're new to me. They're big. They're, I'm seeing detail in them that I cannot see in any other way. And so that will change the way I present this work in exhibition. I can present this whatever size I want because here it is bigger and I'll tell you it's better. It needed to be bigger because that's how they are. When they come out of the camera, they're wet. The chemistry is old and it has dots on it. There's hair stuck to the edge. The The edge of the, the sheet of film is aged and reddish. So they're scanned in color because there is color to them because the mess up is in color. Gotta move on. I'd like to say one thing about the cover. It is an array of security cameras facing in every direction with infrared eyes that light up. And it is on an adjoining roof of the Cosmopolitan Hotel in Las Vegas. It's a very tall hotel with each room having a balcony that's also covered in neon. So the adjoining roof has this array of cameras that are in effect trying to look at every balcony in the entire place and it's lit up by the neon that's coming off the main hotel room. So when I checked in my room there and walked out to my balcony and looked down, I saw this giant, creepy, big brother security apparatus that was recording every second of everything that was happening in every direction. And then the cover was a process that took a little while uh, after receiving some initial covers that weren't quite right. And so I was sitting quietly waiting to see what would come in. And one day I got an email from Victor with some these new designs in it. And what he had done was taken this purple color ominous photograph and wrapped it around the front of the cover as a three-quarter wrap. And so you've got this analog negative sticking out the top of a very modern use for photography. And so you've got a merging of photography and you've got the title of So Long. And it really is so long to this old way of life. And hello to a new one. I feel There's been a change. This covers my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> I love it so much. Tell me what you want yeah. Tell me what you need Thank you for listening to Artist Talk on Photography Number 1 with Kirk Crippens. You can find his book So Long as well as his two earlier books Life Burls and Going South at chillpublishing.com and of course on our website levyvandermeer.nl 
Music by Van Morrison with Tell Me What You Want, instrumental, and Leon Bridges with So Long. See you next time. Tell me, tell me, tell me.